Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and will probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. It's a new year. And to start the new year, we have with us today a very special guest. We have Ryan Janice, who is the administrator, or administrator, if you will, of simplystogies.club. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. James, thank you for ha- having me. Uh, I've been listening for quite a long time and always enjoy your interviews and have been very impressed with all the work you've been doing. So you're the one that's been listening. I, I appreciate that. Uh, before... <laughs> Before we get into simplystogies.club, we get into the cigar community and kind of looking forward into 2021 and all the things that that we all hope 2021 will be. Uh, quickly, I would like to invite you to go to creativebraincandy.com and check out the great family of podcasts we have at creativebraincandy.com, including Bad Gamers Anonymous. Bad Gamers Anonymous is a podcast uh, that talks about video games. So if you're into video games, uh, Bad Gamers Anonymous is the video game podcast for you. Currently, they're looking for two new hosts. So if you'd like to be a podcaster, if you think you can do it and you like video games, go to creativebrandcandy.com, click the apply button, uh, and let us know. Also, with the new year comes all kinds of new things, including Simply Stogies, Buy Me a Coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Simply Stogies podcast. And that's a new way for you to donate to the podcast. Uh, you can do one-time donations now, which was not possible uh, with Patreon before. So you can do one-time donations. And we also have, we're launching this year, the Cutter Club. I've talked about it before. The Cutter Club will get you, uh, it's $100 a year if you pay for it all up front. Uh, otherwise, it's $10 a month. Once you are paid up and we reached our goal, uh, there will be a Zycar Cutter branded uh, Cutter Club uh, Cutter for you uh, as a thank you. So buy me a coffee, simplystogies.com. Uh, down at the bottom right at the website, uh, you can donate there. And I'm done shilling and I'm done with everything else, uh, all the housekeeping that I, I needed to do. Uh, so uh, welcome, Ryan Janice, uh, to the podcast. This, it's a brand new year. Are you looking forward to 2021? I really am. Honestly, I am. I don't. I, I don't I'm glad one of us is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really sure it's going to be any better than 2020. You know, it, it, certain things like are just going to continue the way they are. And it's just, you, you, at least it's that light at the end of the tunnel as far as kind of being able to see where things are are going to be going as far as the, the world that we live in. And uh, kind of just whatever you're working on personally, you know, it's it's time to take a step back and take stock of where you're at and where you want to be and start the year off right. That's a good way to look at it. So you are... Uh, the administrator of simplystogies.club. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So where did your cigar journey start, Ryan? It was actually pretty fortunate that I started dating uh, eight years ago, my current wife, that her parents had been in disguise for a very long time. 
So about seven years ago, uh, uh, my wife's father decided that he'd make a little pet project to get me into cigars. And like, like all of us who are into cigars now have done at some point, you just start giving all the extra stuff you have to somebody. So you get, you, you give them the lighter and the cutter and your old humidor you're not using anymore and a bunch of cigars. So I had my starter pack and I dabbled for a bit for about a year. And then honestly, I kind of just got distracted and fell out of it. And it was really one of those things where I didn't know a lot of people locally besides them that were into cigars. And I, I really wasn't a part of any sort of online community. So it was, it was pretty easy for me to drop off and forget about. And then about the end of 2018, I started getting into cigars again and quickly started getting involved in the online community and got involved in some of my local communities. And it really became the primary hobby that I have as, as somebody like what, whatever kind of sort type hobby you have, whether it's cooking or, or whiskey or any sort of thing that you, you really grow to appreciate uh, cigars have kind of become that in my life. And it's, it certainly takes up more time than I ever would have expected but it's been quite a journey, and I feel very privileged to know all the wonderful people I know in this community and, and to be able to give back a bit whenever I can. Yeah, it, it's, it really is a great community for the most part. That's really what we want to talk about today. But we, I want my listeners to get to know you a little bit. Do you remember what the first cigar was that you smoked that your father-in-law gave you? Do you remember the name of it? I've tried to remember this quite a few times, and I can't. But I can remember back then... I think the first cigar that really impressed me, and this is back in like 2012 or 13, it would have been uh, Lika Pravada number nine. And that was one of those cigars where I, I'm the kind of person who always enjoys my my coffee black and strong. And, and I really like those those big, strong flavors. And I think I'd add a few cigars before that, you know, probably like a Monte Cristo white series, you know, just your, your basic standard fare that everybody tries at some point. And that was the first one that really had me take a step back and, and say, well, okay, wow, there's something more to this. Right. Yeah. That's uh, that's the Monte, Monte Cristo white series brings back a lot of memories for me. That was the first one where I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is probably something I can get into. Right. And it went great with coffee. And I'm like you, I, I just want my coffee black and strong and get out of my way. Like don't leave me alone until my first cup's done. And then, <laughs> exactly. then we can talk. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. So, do you remember what the last cigar was you smoked? Uh, the last cigar was a Lito Gomez small batch. Oh, nice. From 2012 that a, a friend of mine had sent me. And uh, just an incredible cigar, you know, with something like that when it's kept rested for, for eight years and you get to experience it at the end of that journey, it's a, it's a hell of a cigar. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, what's your favorite cigar then? If you had to pick one, like, I, you know, everybody asks this, the ubiquitous uh, what is the, what's your desert Island cigar? I mean, if we're going desert Island, it's such a tough question. Cause if you saw my humidor, I've got like hundreds and hundreds of singles. I'm not the kind of person that just has the boxes of what they love. It's like every day, something new is exactly what I'm looking for. Um, but I'd have to say, you know, it, it, there are certain cigars that just stand out to me. Like, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, Paul Garmory and, 25th anniversary uh, is one that just every time I've had it, I've always been incredibly impressed. Uh, Tatuaje Monster Series, The Mummy, 
is one I've I've only got to smoke it twice. And man, if you could set me up on an island with those forever, <laughs> I might take that trip. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, just set me up on an island with some uh, Cuban Davidoffs. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. So you currently, if I, if I, if I'm remembering correctly, you work at a cigar shop now. I do now. Yeah. That's, that's where this hobby takes you if you're not careful. So eventually when you realize somebody will pay you to sit around and smoke cigars and talk to people about cigars, you usually end up getting sucked into something along those lines. But yes, yeah. for about like four months now, um, I, I live in uh, just outside of Buffalo, New York, and I work at a, a lounge called Buffalo Cigars. And they've been around here since 2016. And, uh, you know, it's it's just a really great place to be. It's a great lounge, super comfortable, huge selection, uh, you know, and, and just a lot of really good people that hang out there. I, I was a customer for since I got into cigars again in 2018. I've been going there and playing poker every week. And that's really how I got into the local cigar community in that way. Whereas it would have been easy enough just to stay online and just, you know, nerd out with my online friends and keep it entirely there. But actually kind of getting to meet the people that you live around and, and find people out there who love cigars just as much as you do is, is a pretty awesome thing to do locally. So has that helped you find those people and make friends that way? Because I'm the same way as you. When I started out same year, 2018, there weren't a lot of people that I knew that smoked cigars. In fact, I didn't know anybody. It was just me alone. I don't have a lounge anywhere near me. And so online is where I gravitated towards. And personally, I'd rather have people in my life that share the hobby with me. So has this helped with that? Have you found new friends? And you I, know. I have, and it has helped. And it's, it's interesting because once you kind of step away from the internet, you realize there's a lot of people who have been smoking cigars for a long time who know a lot more than you might, and they don't go online and they don't talk to people on internet forums. And there's, there's a lot of people that you can really reach out to and, and get in touch with and learn a lot from and become friends with out there that just, they're never going to show up on a online cigar community. I found that as well. that I would invite people into you know, the clubs that I'm in and no, no, thanks. I just, you know, I'd rather smoke in a lounge and not worry about all the online stuff. Exactly. And it's not, it, there is a lot of crossover though, because uh, one of the things you realize too, once you get out into the local community is that there's a lot of young people and people that you wouldn't expect that do come out and are getting into cigars. It's not just like the, you know, there are other shops that I know of where it's, it's, pretty old and crusty and there's the same five guys there every single day and that's it but we've got a fortunate club where there's a lot of people that come in who are just getting into cigars a lot of people my age or younger and it's the kind of thing where it's not like it's just some a hobby that is kind of static there's a lot it, it is still evolving and the fact that you have more women getting involved in, in trying out cigars and, and enjoying that as well as just younger people to me is uh, something great to see. Which is a little bit weird to me that it is evolving because it always used to be, it was just an old white guy thing, right? Yeah. Like that's even when I was growing up in the, in the eighties and the nineties, it was, it was, it was, it was an old white guy thing. And now it's taken 
how long is like cigars have been around for hundreds of years and it's taken this long to start seeing that evolution in the in the hobby where you are getting more women and the young people seem to be coming in. I tried cigars when I was younger. It just didn't take. Yeah. And now that I'm older, I can appreciate it more. Why do you think that's changed? I mean, you see it every day in the lounge. Why do you think things are changing now? Is it just the right time? That I, I think people are looking for an outlet where they can really relax. You know, it, where I live in Buffalo, we, we've got some pretty terrible winters and people really need to find a place to, to really just like let loose and relax. And, you know, I, I always say to people like that's if you go out to a bar to drink, it's like that's not the same thing. Like there's a lot of things going on there socially, whether it's, you know, people showing off or people acting tough and all this other stuff going on. It's like when when you come out to a cigar lounge, you're there to relax everyone's there to relax and you're all going to enjoy each other's time and company and, and enjoy cigars together and do that. And it's just a very different reason for doing it. And I think that that is where some of the, the newer people come into cigars from, because whether it's, you know, the kind of people who want to go out to some really nice cafe and, and get really nice, you know, coffee that is, you know, some special boutique, small batch roast and all these things. You have this, this new consumer aspect of craft tasting hobbies, whether it's beers and whiskeys, whether it's coffees and teas. And I think people are beginning to kind of realize that cigars are already this entire universe sitting there waiting for you. It's not like it's some new thing that still has yet to develop. It's already there. And once you kind of dip your toes in and you realize that you enjoy it, you know, it, it it's off to the races for most people. Yeah. It, it's never, it's either you love it or it's not for you. There's not, I don't, I've never found anyone who's in between. It's like, I'll smoke one every once in a while. It's either I'm into the hobby or the hobby's not for me. Exactly. And that's the kind of thing too, where, you know, if somebody can enjoy cigar and it's not something that they're going to make a, a, something that they're going to spend a lot of time in their life and, and trying to pursue and learn and experience. I'm always glad to just be able to share a good cigar with somebody because they could go out and they could have five bad cigars in a row. Cause they just are picking stuff that isn't the right pick for them. And if you can just give somebody who's new to cigars, something that fits them real nice and that they enjoy, you know, that completely changes their trajectory with cigar smoking and understanding what, you know, the reason why people do it. So uh, let me ask you this. How do you, uh, as someone who works in a cigar shop, how do you find what's right for somebody? Most of the time I, I do relate it to coffee a lot because, you know, you find most people, they either drink their coffee strong and black or they like a ton of sweetener and cream and stuff like that. And when someone's trying to get into cigars for the first time, it's easy to just give them something mild. And But if you're the kind of person who likes big, bold flavors – that's not going to be an enjoyable experience for you. So it's kind of just about trying to get a sense of what what somebody's palate is already kind of tuned in for and what, they, what they're enjoying and what they expect. So how has, and we're kind of going into territory here that I wasn't expecting to go into, but how, how has COVID impacted the business there at the lounge? It has impacted a lot. And honestly, we've been pretty fortunate where I live that, that, even through all the struggles, we've been doing pretty good at just keeping the numbers 
in a reasonable place. We haven't had our, our hospitals start getting filled up. So it, it, this time around the winter, we, we had some of the, the testing numbers shoot up and there was a bit of extra restrictiveness having. And at, when it first COVID first started in the spring, when everyone was just scrambling to figure out what you even can do, that was probably the hardest because it's kind of just like, we'll shut everything down and figure it out from there. And, you know, you're trying to do curbside and stuff like that. And I wasn't working there at that point, but I, I came in at the end of the summer and it's really just been a matter of trying to kind of find the best way to provide people an environment that they can be comfortable in, that you know that you're putting in the work to keep things as clean as possible, to allow people to enjoy themselves, but also just making sure that basically every single, you know, rule and regulation that you got to follow is being taken care of. And, you know, I think everybody, whenever they step out into any sort of activity right now, they need to have the assumption and understanding of the risk that they're taking. And it's really just up to us to reduce that as much as possible for what the activity is. Right. Have you guys done any online selling? Uh, not really. And that's just because of the, the specifics of the, the, the lounge itself. It's, it's not an online retailer. Um, but that's the kind of thing where, you know, we were working with people, uh, back in the spring really to just do a lot of curbside stuff when we were closed. But, Honestly, the the members that we have at the lounge are really supportive of the business. And that's one of those things where when you have like two, three hundred people who are just core members who want to come by and support a business, even during these tough times, that makes such a huge difference. And, you know, this is kind of their their second or third home away from home where they can go and, and feel like they're welcome. And they all appreciate that when it comes down to it. And that's reflected in how well the business is done during this time. That's good. That's good news. And I've, I've heard, and maybe you can tell me if this is true for your lounge, but everyone that I've talked to has said that they were up year over year because of COVID. Everyone's staying home, smoking more cigars, having more time to smoke. Is that, have you seen that as well? I, I would say so. I mean, I think that in general, yeah, people are smoking a lot more cigars because it is really that, way for all of us to escape and to just take a step back from how stressful this all is right now and just let loose and relax a bit. And it's just now's the time to really appreciate those things that you can when so much else is, is kind of taken, taken, not taken away, but just kind of set aside for the time being, you know, we, we all have to prioritize so much else in society and our families and the health and safety of others that if you can take some time for yourself and enjoy a good cigar, you know, whether it's at home or, or in your car or at a lounge in a way that you can do it, that's safe. It's important to be able to do that for yourself. And I yep. think that that's the kind of thing that a lot of people kind of realize pretty quickly. All right. So I want to ask you, what is the craziest thing since you've worked at the lounge? What is the absolute craziest thing that you have seen happen? Because we've all heard those stories of somebody pulling a gun or somebody doing something like what is what is like the absolute we, we haven't had too many of those stories. I think the craziest story I'm gonna have for you though is the uh there was a yearly golf outing that everybody does. It's a fundraiser for uh I think it's cigars for warriors. And uh this year we had a team of guys that went out there and I, I think they took a bottle of Blantons with them. And it didn't make it back. 
and that's a that's that's either a really good day or a really bad day. They enjoyed themselves and ended up playing, I think, uh, twenty seven holes of golf, even though they were supposed to play eighteen. Wow! Now, when when they finally finished up that that third nine that they played and found out that dinner had already been served and they missed out on all of this, they were very upset about the situation. I think the bottle of Blanton's might have been affecting their judgment in this circumstance. So uh, uh, the next day, there are a lot of apologies going around about the phone calls that were made <laughs> about these very, very angry people that didn't get their dinner after playing 27 holes of golf. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, 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 that. Let that be a lesson to everybody. Don't drink an entire bottle of Blanton's while you're. I mean, uh, there were four of golf. them. So still, that's a, <laughs> that's a lot of liquor for 18 holes. And then they go, ah, let's do nine more. Yeah, I, I can't tell if they actually lost track or if they really thought they had much time. But it was it was quite amusing to, to hear all the stories the next day about how upset some people got and then how they came to realize kind of slowly that they might have been the people in the wrong in the situation. <laughs> how many times do you get asked, where are the Cuban cigars? Um, I get... Nobody asked me that specifically, but they do ask just about what the rules are. Because I think when the changes happened for customs, a lot of people just didn't understand the implications. You know, it's the kind of thing when I went to Germany a few years back, I brought back five, ten Cubans with me and declared them at customs and there was no duty. And it, you're allowed to do that now. And that's the kind of thing where I think, you know, People know that the rules change, but they don't know what the rules are. And uh, most people are pretty understanding. I mean, you know, there are people who will call up and, and say, oh, you know, can I have a Cohiba? And I'm like, yeah, we got Cohiba. They're Dominican. They're made by this company. You know, I'll explain the basics to them just so they understand exactly what they're getting. But I think most people are, are you know, they, they understand the details. And, yeah, you'll, you know, once in the blue moon, you'll have the person who's kind of like, you know, they'll pull you aside and be like, so what? Uh, do you guys got any Cubans over there? You know, like real quiet, like on the slide. And you're just like, man, like that's, that's just not the, that's, that's the way not how we operate. No, exactly. Yeah. But no, no I, I find that I'm impressed a lot with how informed customers are a lot of the time, even people who are very new and just getting into it. Cause there is so much information out there. If you've got a desire to learn, you know, you can go out and find a, a channel on YouTube, a website, uh, one of the magazines and just start learning a bit and you realize that it's all out there for you to find and learn from. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of places to go and find and learn from, let's talk a little bit about simplystogies.club. Let's do that. Tell us what simplystogies.club is. Simply Stogies is a private online cigar form. It was started about two years ago and was really created by a few people who had been through the ups and downs of being in online cigar communities for many, many, many years and kind of got to the point where they wanted to take a step back and start something in a more private way with some control over who the membership is going to be and try to foster a really positive place that can really do a lot of sharing and collaboration and be an outlet for the generosity of the community for everybody to, you know, come together and enjoy this hobby. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was there for that. Yes, you were. <laughs> uh, 
So in the two years since it started, like what are some of the what are some of the changes that that you've seen happen over those two years? I mean, I th- I think one of the big things is really just time and time again. I always get really impressed with just how generous people are with their time, with their information, sharing with the the cigars. You know, I think a lot of people who haven't been part of an online cigar community might not really understand what we're talking about yet. Because you can go onto Facebook and you can find some group and people there, they'll post a picture of what they're smoking. It might be the kind of group where they're going to try to sell you things. And that's really not what this is. This This is... The kind of thing where you got like, you know, anywhere from 50 to 100 people who learn, they get to know each other and they become friends and they learn who everyone in this community is and really choose to spend time with each other with this hobby and really just to kind of find ways to enjoy this and share, not just in the cigars, but in the actual aspect of of learning about cigars and the journey that that is yeah because it is a journey right smoking cigars the 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 cigar hobby is a journey in in finding those people uh, those like-minded people on your personal journey just adds to the experience and i think that's what what a lot of online cigar clubs uh are, are able to do a lot of them like you said like facebook there's a lot of buying and selling and and there's certainly that aspect to it as well in any uh, online community. But if that is the driving force, that's for me, that's not what I'm looking for. Right. Exactly. There's, there's places that are marketplaces. Uh, there are places that are communities, but I, I think the size and scope of them just something you run into a lot in the internet is that if you have a, a group of people who are into something and you've got a group of them in a community and you know, if it's 10 people, you're best friends. If it's 100 people, you can all know each other. When it's 1,000 people, it's just everybody's got bullhorns and is screaming at each other from every corner and you can't tell what's happening. So part of it is understanding that, you know, you, you do want to have a limited community and you do really want to try to filter for the, the principles that you want that community to be based on. Um you know, just in in simple terms, you know, it's not about who has the best cigars. It's not about, you know, who has the most, you know, uh, uh, money to spend on this hobby. It's really about who are the people who are thoughtful, kind, dependable, that you understand that if you invest your time into helping them, they would do the exact same for you in a second. And that kind of mutual respect and understanding goes a long way online because, there's a lot of trust involved with these types of communities and it's, it, there's no easy way to really just solve that problem, you know, with trust on the internet. So it really does take a lot right. of work. Talk about that trust for just a second. Like why, why does it take such a level of trust in these communities in these types of communities? Because we see, like you said, the Facebook groups and the larger groups and even Reddit to some extent these very large groups, there's not a lot of trust and it kind of devolves into a, a community that's not very welcoming and can be very, the, the politically correct word would be discerning, but I, I'll call it snobbish. Yeah. I think that's really something too, where you, you have to look at what these communities are meant for. 
Um, a lot of them, you know, when it's something like, let's just take Reddit, for example, you know, you have a lot of good people there who are there to share information and do it for the right reasons. But once a platform is so large, you have a lot of people there who see it as their audience and they are there to, whether it's showing off or gloating or, you know, being snobs about things, they're, they're doing that because that makes them feel better about themselves. And, you know, you see it in every part of life where people will put people down for things to try to make themselves feel better. And, oh, for sure. and that's the kind of thing where, you know, once you really do take away, once you take a community private and you really rely on a core group of trusted people to be the ones that are actually going to bring people in, you know, it, at some point it comes down to the fact where once people are in a community like that, everybody there is going to know what they're about pretty, pretty soon. <laughs> you know, if somebody comes in and they don't have a clue what they're doing, they're just new to this. They, they are, you know, wrong about a hundred things. If they've got the right attitude and they're willing to learn and they're interested and, you know, there's, there's 50 guys I know that'll just love to help them on that journey. Like that's exactly what they like doing. Cause they remember when they were at that point and somebody helped them out and how important that was. And it's just, it's, it's a different purpose, a different audience, a different community. And especially on the internet, you know, once, once you get into certain areas where it's like, you're using a, you know, some big businesses platform to do this, it just, it, it completely changes the way that people's frame of mind is on those websites. You know, no longer are you talking with somebody to have a discussion. You're doing it to show everybody else watching the conversation, how much, you know, right. And that's not, you know, that is just a different, you know, purpose. And there are plenty of awesome communities that are public facing and they might have those problems here or there, but they're still really good communities. It doesn't like ruin it one way or the other. It's just a different purpose and a different intent. So how have things changed at Simply Stogies Club since you took over? Since I took over? It, yeah. It, it, it's only been about like three or four months. And honestly, it's it's one of those things where there's been a lot of just kind of settling down. You know, we had the original two owners of the website that started up in 2018. Uh, they they ran it for about a year and a half. And it it was a really good time. I was just a member. I was there learning. And it was kind of the best experience I ever had in cigar communities. And they got to the point where their journey kind of got to the point where, you know, life was beginning to take up too much time. They just had to take a step back because it is an investment of time when you get into this type of stuff. You know, you can be the kind of person who comes in and, you know, you stop by once a week and you post a few things and share some stuff and it's very low key and, you know, for others, it's the kind of thing where you're going to be there every day and you're going to share what's going on in your life and you're going to communicate with these people about a lot of different things. When they asked me to be a moderator, I was I was pretty excited about that because it's just for me, I, I had been the kind of person who came into the community and I was probably one of the newer people in it. And it was I was excited to be able to give back and help out if I could. Um after being a moderator for a little bit, the latest owner of the website kind of reached the same point in his life again, where it was just personal life, you know, work, everything else was just getting to the point where they needed to take a step back. And, 
you know, my whole career is in software development and I'm not necessarily a web guy, but I could kind of manage <laughs> website stuff enough to be able to at least have a clue what I'm doing. Right. So, you know, when they, when they asked me, Hey, do you want to take over the website? It took me a while to figure out if I really wanted to or not, because it is nice just being a member, just to be able to enjoy the fruits of others labor. And then even as a moderator, it's nice to be able to help out and keep things running, but it isn't the same as having the website be in your lap and you're going to be the one running it. And, you know, it, the decision to take over was made very easy by the rest of the staff. It, it, we, we've got a great team of guys that just really have the right attitude about what we're all there for and what they want the site to be. And, you know, I hemmed and hawed for a few weeks and talked with the wife because it was just one of those things where it's like, well, this is going to take up time. And it's not just my time, but I think it's worth it. And when I when I ended up taking the site over, you know, I, I had a lot of support from everybody and it was really easy for me to do it because everybody is there for the right reasons and just wants the, the place to run smoothly and be a good place for people to come together and discuss the hobby. So, you know, the biggest thing that changed since I started, honestly, is just the fact that it's it's just trying to make it as comfortable as possible and that it's not the kind of thing that is going to change a lot. You know, if you hand, if you hand the site over to somebody else and they're like, okay, well I'm going to change these 50 things right now. You know, all of a sudden it's just, there's culture shock. There's, there's people don't like change, all these other things. For me, it's really just about how comfortable are people. And if there's something that is making people uncomfortable, how can we make it easier and smoother? Cause the last thing I want is for somebody to feel like it's a chore that right. well, I got to go to the website and I got to do this. And it's like, okay, no, there's no dues. We're not making people jump through hoops. If you want to show up and, and spend your time there, you can do that. And I think really just taking a step back and a lot of people in any hobby, it's easy for people to take it too seriously. And for people to put a lot of emotional energy and weight into things where it's, it's not healthy. And I think my mindset from the beginning has been to kind of take a step back and just understand that a community like this can be a really positive place if its goal is for everybody to share what they have in common with each other and that's really the driving force for where we're at and you know we're, we're getting started to the point where we're now trying to bring in more new members and just continue that that process of community growth because if you look back over the last two years or 10 years, you know, there's in any community, there's going to be your, your 30, 40, 50 guys who have been there from the beginning, you know, they're the old hands and, you know, some people come, some people go and, and stuff like that happens, but you want a community to evolve and to grow and to bring in new people and really kind of pass that baton forward and get more people interested into this the same way that you are. So that's kind of where my head's at and how I feel like, you know, I might be doing some things differently, but honestly, you know, a, a lot of it is if you want to get technical, it's just things like, you know, for staff where it's like, Hey, let's all just do everything based on consensus. Let's just slow everything down and really talk things over and figure out how we want things to work and get ideas from everybody and see if there's ways that can help things run smoother. But that's that's the kind of stuff where just having good people there takes care of 80% of the work for you. 
So over the last two years, I mean, so you, the community was born out of, and I can speak to this a little bit because I was there when, when, when it was birthed, so to speak. It was born out of, of other communities. It was born. It was born from Reddit. It was born from another community. And there's a little bit of baggage that comes with that. And, and so over the two years, that baggage seems to have fallen off. So new members come in or the prospective new members. How do you like, how do you find them with all of the baggage that still it kind of surrounds the club? How do you find new members? Make sure they're the right members, make sure they're the right fit for the club and the club's the right fit for them. How do you balance that, right? Because it is a balance. It is a, how do we grow the community in an organic and healthy way? And how do we make sure that who we're bringing in is, is who we want and that they really want to be here? It is It is tricky because it's easy to say, okay, well, we, we just want to bring in the people that know what they're doing and know how to navigate online cigar communities and have this huge record of positive reputation. And at that point, we're filtering for people who already kind of do all of this already and know all of this already. And that that really is going to leave a lot of people outside of that bubble. Um, we've, we've relied on our members to invite people, and that's worked for us for a long time, but it also does limit it just because in any social group in any online community even people you know in person it's just you know there's a lot of people out there who might be a great fit and be awesome community members and there's just no way you're ever going to get a hold of them right um you know i also don't like the idea of going out there and and posting tons of spam on instagram and and all this other stuff that some places have to do where you know there there there's a point to where you kind of have to understand what size you're comfortable with as a community and you know over time when 10 people leave in a year and all of a sudden you're down to let's say 50 people you're like oh you know we better get some more new guys in here and bring some new life into this at the same time once you start reaching 100 or 150 you might be like whoa this is too much too much and, too, too quick and you can't just tell people okay thanks you can go now you know it's <laughs> it is the kind of thing where it's like i i, I kind of just take a look where slow growth is always going to be more sustainable and then trusting people whose judgment you trust is always going to just make that part of this stronger. But we are looking at trying to find better ways to, to allow people to get involved who might not have as those, those built in, you know, relationships to gain access to the site. Um, I've reached out to people that I, meet just from different communities that are, you know, very distinctly different, whether it's people on Facebook or Instagram or people on Twitter, you know, you can kind of get a sense if somebody's already got their toes in cigar communities online, that somebody handles themselves well, that they're not causing drama, that they, they do trades, that people trust them with, with cigars and that, you know, it doesn't take a lot for people to understand that you're there for the right reasons. Right. You know, you, you can't filter out everybody to the point where you understand their motivations for why they do what they do, but you can at least see how they behave and and try to make a judgment call on that. And sometimes it's somebody with no online cigar history at all. And at that point it is kind of tough where you just want to be like, Hey, you know, if it's if it's a existing member that's like, Hey, I got a buddy from the lounge, he doesn't even know he doesn't have the internet, 
you know, like he, he just got on his phone and I want to hook him up. It's like, you know what, if he's a good guy, I have no problem, you know, letting him in. And, and we've had a few people where it's like, they sign up, they come in, they say hi and they never show up again. It's like, right. okay, you know, well, it's not for everybody. It's, yeah, it's every community. I think, you know, tech's not easy and you get some new website UI and it's the buttons aren't where you expect. And it's just, some people don't want to deal with it and that's fine. Yep. But as as long as we can kind of try to find a way to to have our members bring in people that they know and trust and also allow a pathway for people to get started in this and get involved with the community without having to have been doing it for five years already uh that's kind of the two goals you want to have let's talk about diversity real quick how, how do you make sure that the community that you bring in is diverse that it's it's not just a bunch of old white guys sitting around right because that's still typically that is the stereotypical uh demographic i guess uh of of, of it, cigars i'm an old white guy it is even just you know once you filter for being on the internet too i mean there's a lot of that where it is difficult and you know, some people are just always going to be a lot more comfortable. You know, if you're a white guy into cigars, you're very comfortable just getting involved in a cigar community because why wouldn't you? But a lot of people are not going to have that same level of comfort. And the Internet does provide that level of anonymity for people if they choose to want to use it. They don't have to go telling people about their beliefs, their race, their religion, their gender, any of that. But at the same time, they should be allowed to if they want to. Mm -hmm. And part of a community is making sure that there's there's some standards set in place for valuing our community members and for respecting them. And the best we can do is really make sure that that tone is set from the top and that people understand that these are the types of things that, you know, everybody's got their own opinions and their own beliefs. And you, you, those are the types of things that you're, no one's going to get excluded because of their beliefs, but we're also not going to exclude people because of who they are. And in any sort of online place, there's always going to be some small layer of conflict there between those two situations, who people right. are and what people believe and how that can come into conflict. And I think for us really setting the tone that, this is a cigar place. We're here for cigars and you can bring who you are and contribute about cigars and you can bring what you believe and contribute about cigars. And as soon as those other things become more important to you than cigars, you got to take a step back and understand what you're doing here in the community and understand where that comes from. Cause it, it you should be getting something out of this and it should be, involving your hobbies and your passions and learning and all those other things. And for us, it's really just about providing that platform for people to grow in those ways and then providing the tone to make sure that people understand where those lines should be for what they should or should not be sharing and what they should or should not be saying. Absolutely. Rally around the, the leaf, not around anything else. I mean, that's, that's the thing. what, it, it, especially in a, when you're in a hobby community, it's like, yeah, we're, we all have something in common. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. Right. Absolutely. And what we have in common is, is, uh, cigars. It's uh, our love of the leaf, even, even filthy, filthy pipers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Let's talk about uh, quickly uh, some of the things that um, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how COVID has impacted community. I mean, with people staying indoors now and, and trying to stay away from people, which is my honestly my favorite pastime. Like, has that impacted Simply Stogies? You know, it's interesting because I, I definitely think that it has impacted us in a lot of ways. Some of it is is secondary in the ways that just whether it be the the anxiety and the stress that everybody feels in their lives and how they seek solace from that, you know, that's a big part of it just in how people interact with each other. Um, also just, you know, the, the, the acts of kindness and generosity that our community has shown for each other over the last year has been really impressive to me. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, we, we are in this, this moment where we are all a bit helpless to make things better. And sometimes when you can do small things for people that make a big difference, uh, that's, that's an incredible opportunity. And a, a lot of good people take those opportunities and, and do good stuff. So, you know, you can look at some of the problems it causes, whether it's some new release of cigars getting delayed for six months because they can't get packaging materials, whether it's, you know, you send something in the post office at the beginning of December and it still hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. COVID has, has caused problems on certain things, but it, I think in the end, it has been one of those things where we've all kind of leaned on each other to keep saying during this and you know, taking the time that we may be forced to have to really just kind of find a, a somewhat positive outlet for all that frustration and, and find a way to enjoy something together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the cool things that Simply Stogies has done in the past and maybe some of the cool things uh, that they, they're getting ready to do or going to do. I think with most cigar communities you can find out there you know you're going to have your people who are selling cigars and trading cigars that's all pretty standard fare but one of the things that that we've been doing at simply stogies and other places have done this too is is every month we'll take the time to elect one of the community members uh if they're willing to be the aficionado of the month and that's been something that has provided some of the most entertaining and hilarious and fun activities I've had online in my life. And it, it, it it's the kind of thing where somebody can keep it really simple when they're in charge for the month and just say, you know what, let's all just trade some of our favorite local tasty treats to each other and we'll send some cigars. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm getting hot sauce from Chicago and I'm like, this is great. I love this. You know what I mean? And then every once in a while, you'll have somebody who, who gets in charge for the month that decides that they are just going to just take it to the nth level and go out of control. And we end up with spreadsheets of contest tracking with people who are trading points for cigars and sending out 10 bombs a month. And, and it just, <laughs> it, it reaches these levels of madness that you just sit back and you're kind of like, what have I gotten myself into? Right. And the one thing I will say is it's always just comes from such a level of positivity, you know, that it, it's an absolute blast. Um, so, you know, that kind of stuff, whether it's the we'll do box passes once in a while, you'll see that in other communities where, you know, somebody will put together 20 some odd cigars and you'll send them from one person to the next 10, 20 people in a row and they'll be able to take a few cigars, add a few cigars. And, 
you know, that those types of activities are really important to me because that's how I learned a lot about cigars. And, you know, when, when you have the opportunity to grab some cigar that you've never even seen in a shop and you can't even find them online anymore and people are willing to make those available for you to try if you'd like, I've learned a lot from those types of activities, the trading, the box passes, all the monthly contests and things like that. Um, we've also just had a lot of really awesome activities where the generosity just pours out of people. You know, that's one of the things you see even in non-online cigar communities is, is just a real big group of generous people. You know, at, at my local lounge, you know, there's a fundraiser going on for someone with health problems and it's just people, you know, they're, they're ready to reach out and help as much as they can. And, you know, we've had fundraisers in the past, uh, last year we were able to raise over, $5,000 for cancer research. And, you know, there was a lot of cigars involved in the, 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 the process of making some crazy competition to raise funds and all this fun stuff. But it was the kind of thing where it's just like everybody got involved for the right reasons and their heart was in the right place. And it's just every once in a while, you'll see the community kind of everybody point in the same direction and just use that generosity in a focused way. And it, it always impresses me when that happens. It is. It's a very generous community. It can be very giving uh, and very empathetic. I, I personally love the cigar community. It, it kind of is all over the place. Uh, but for the most part, I think everybody is uh, everybody's doing pretty good. They're very generous. And Simply Stogies uh, is, is part of that community. And you guys have been doing some, some great things. And I'm excited to see where you go. Um, it, it, let's talk about where you're going real quick because okay. I, from, from what, what I understand, Ryan, from what I understand, uh -oh. the current, uh, the club that I'm in currently keepers yes. of the flame. Yes. Which is a, a discord club, discord only. They, uh, there's some kind of, there's, there's an event that I'm not even, it's, it, it it's a contest between simply club and keepers of the flame. And it's called cigar Mageddon. And it's yes. going to take place in February and today is the day that they're releasing, that, that, that both Simply Stogies and Keepers of the Flame are releasing the contest rules. So so I, I won't get into every specific detail of this contest, but kind of just a general broad overview is that we, we Keepers of the Flame is a great group of people. They're one of those communities that just because of the same positivity in tone and leadership I look at them as kind of just a sibling organization. You know, it's a different platform. It's a different core group of people who originated it. But really, you know, we've got a lot of crossover between our membership just because we have the same values and we're in it for the same reasons. And because of that, we thought it'd be a great idea to have a competition, you know, something where people can, you know, take all that, that focused positivity and stuff that we're talking about and, and use it against each other as a weapon. So, so there's, there's going like to be a, a steel chair in a wrestling match. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, so, you know, there's, there's going to be a competition. There's going to be judges and, and people are going to be sending each other, you know, uh, we, we call them bombs, packages of cig cigars and other things. And right. Um, we should probably clarify that when yes. we say we're sending bombs, we're not sending yes. actual explosive and devices. And it's not always just cigars. You know, sometimes you'll get some swag in there. Sometimes you'll get, you know, uh, uh, 
favorite foods and beverages and things like that. So, you know, the, these members from the different communities can can kind of uh, uh, pick some targets and compete with the generosity of the things that they send to each other. And, and the judges can can pick the winners from these different, uh, uh, you know, paired off members that that choose to get involved in this competition. And uh, basically, Sigarmageddon revolves around the fact that we were able to work with uh, Lee from Stolen Throne Cigars. And he was kind enough to be willing to put together an exclusive for our communities. And part of that process is going to be in trying out the different blends that they're able to come up with over there. And the people who are going to be able to try and rate those blends are the people who are going to win this competition. Wow. And when we finally are able to have this exclusive cigar, you know, we're, we're going to be able to have this, um, distributed from, uh, one of our friends, Phil, who, who's over at up down cigar and, and leave from stone thrones. And it's, it's going to be something really special. Um, a lot of people don't know too much about Stone Throne cigars, but they're they're one of those brands where I have been endlessly impressed every time I've smoked a cigar from them. And it's, every time. it's an absolute pleasure to be able to work with those skilled people to be able to kind of come up with something specific and interesting with our community, you know, having fun in the way that we do, you know, using this generosity to, to make a big contest out of it. And and uh, come out with a you know a cigar that I'm sure is just going to be absolutely incredible, and just the idea of you know being a part of that and having you know a community that I've been a member of and have, am now a leader of to be able to create the circumstances with with keepers of the flame to be able to do something like this, it's 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 pretty awesome and. I kind of just take a step back and pinch myself on stuff like this because as a cigar uh, uh, consumer, it's one of those things where I understand how much work goes into this stuff. And that means a lot to me that people are willing to work with us for these types of things. Yeah, no, that's that's phenomenal. That's, I, I've had Lee on the podcast twice now. He's always a fun uh, conversation, a fun guy to hang out with and talk to. And I love his cigars. I think his cigars uh, are are fantastic and then this will certainly be the the first community exclusive the first community exclusive which is hard to do uh, it is knowing what i know about the first person who who was running uh uh simply stogies they were always trying to get exclusives with people and they, they would just ask and everybody would just and, laugh and, at it and say no and this is honestly where we're working with uh phil ledbetter who you've had on the show it, it from up down cigars that that is really where this this can all come together because it's it's one thing when you have you know 50 people who all want to buy a cigar no one's going to make 50 cigars even if right. they all want to buy 10 500 cigars is is a tough small batch to to justify and it, it's one of those things where the support that we've gotten from manufacturers from vendors it 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 constantly amazes me and you know as consumers that's something where we've been able to show over time that we're willing to back up the work that we're asking people to do for those types of things. Um, you know, whether it's something small, like, uh, we had, uh, Vlad who you've had on the show from Kazdagli, 
uh, put together a really nice custom sampler just for our website that Andrew from Small Batch Cigars uh, privately hosted on the site. And we were able to do a, a private, you know, sale on that. And they even threw in some, some, uh, a little lottery prize at the end to get, you know, somebody really awesome because daily cutter, which if you've ever seen them are beautiful. Um, those are the types of things that it, it's easy to, to be cynical about business and, and just think it's all about money. But these people who are involved at the, the vendor level, at the manufacturer level, they, they love cigars in, they've really put their, their skin in the game. And when they are able to reach out and get in touch with the people who appreciate it more than just some consumer thing, but are, are really part of the, the overall project that is the hobby. Um, it's great to get involved with those people, to talk to them about it and to, to try and collaborate on those things. Cause you know, these guys, if they could just make the best cigars for just their buddies that oh, you know, they'd be doing this all day long, but that, you know, you got to pay the bills and you got to do the, the big picture stuff and you can't, you can't just target the niche and it's nice to be able to take a step back and work with people on that level and, and get to know them personally and work on things like this. So the whole, yeah, absolutely. The whole thing. I, awesome. I can't think of, uh, of two better guys, Phil Ledbetter up down cigars in Chicago and, and Lee Marsh from uh, stolen throne to like put this together with these two, these two clubs. And, and while I might not be a member of simply stogies uh, club anymore, uh, it's certainly, you know, that was my first home. That was my, that was the place where I started to grow and I started to learn. So I, I'm very excited for this contest. I'm very excited to see what happens and I'm excited to learn because I'm learning right now for the first time, what all of this kind of entails and what like the, the prize is going to be. And I think it's fantastic. I, I really do. I'm, I'm glad that forward. you're excited about it. Cause that is the kind of thing that, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of trust to get these kind of things happening. And it's, it's. You, you don't want to get people to do a bunch of legwork and then you find out, oh, no one's interested. You know what right. I mean? So when, when, it, when it finally starts coming together and people are as excited as you hope they are, that's that's always something that really uh, feels great. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that that's that's what the why you put in the work into the community for those types of things. And I know Phil has has really kind of embraced the online thing. We talked about it when I had him on the podcast, how COVID's impacted him. Like he is invested exactly. in online. I was going to say, like when you asked me, how did COVID change, you know, the online community thing, that's a big part of it too, is that you, you had people who weren't involved in online communities who were just involved in that brick and mortar vendor kind of thing, actually take a step back and say, okay, now that things are different, how am I going to get involved for the sake of my business and, and, and Phil getting involved in some of these communities has just been a, an absolute treat. He's, he's a wonderful person. He does a great job. He runs a Absolutely. great business and has just been a, a, a real good friend that I've made and that I'm, I'm so happy to have met. I, I'm very much looking forward because I'm literally like three or four hours away from Chicago. I'm very much looking forward for the Rona to be gone in 2021 so that I can go to Chicago, meet Phil, sit down, have a cigar, have him back on the podcast, talk about all of this kind of stuff. And hopefully we can find out how all of this came to fruition with Phil and with Lee and and, and go from there. There was a plan to do that in February, but it, it sounds like that's probably uh, a little be, optimistic. Uh, might have been a little, <laughs> a little optimistic. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us here at Simply Stogies Podcast. It was a pleasure to have you and find out what you guys have been up to uh, over there. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to Keepers of the Flame absolutely destroying uh, Simply <laughs> Stogies in Garmageddon come February. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. I know that, uh, like I, I, I alluded to it a little bit earlier with some of the baggage that comes with or that came with Simply Stogies Club, that this has been a long time coming to have you on the show and, and, and kind of say, hey, things are different now. It's under new management, so to speak. This is the new manager. I'm glad we were able to do it. And honestly, looking back, I'm I'm so happy for your success you've had with the podcast. And and I'm sure it's due entirely to the name. It's a great name for the podcast. Uh, also a great it name is. for our, our website. No confusion <laughs> whatsoever. But no, if anybody out there is interested in getting involved in cigar communities, reach out, shoot an email, uh, simplystogies at gmail.com. That's the kind of thing that you know, at this point in time where we're starting to bring in new members, you know, it's not a, a guarantee or promise to everybody out there who reaches out that they're going to be able to get in. But it's the kind of thing where we want to hear from people that are interested in this sort of thing, whether you've been involved in the communities or not, you know, tell us about your experience, you know, let us know that you're interested. And that's the kind of thing that we're going to use moving forward to try to grow this and to make it better and bigger and, and just keep moving into the future and, and enjoying this hobby that we all love together. Absolutely. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes. If you want to join simply stogies.club, uh, go to, uh, or send an email to simply stogies at gmail.com. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much real quick. Uh, if you're ever in the Buffalo area and you want to go to a cigar lounge, give us the lounge again. Buffalo cigars is the name that we got a location in orchard park over by the, the bill stadium. If you're here for a football game and then there's a location downtown Buffalo and one out in Amherst. So uh, whether you're hanging out by the airport out here for a football game or downtown, uh, there's a Buffalo cigar lounge that is ready and willing to help you enjoy a cigar. Is there a website? I'll throw that on the uh, show notes as well. If there is, uh, so everybody knows, are you part of the Bills Mafia? Real, real quickly. Oh, that's a very difficult question. Um, I couldn't be happier for my Bills right now, but I, um, I, I went through twenty five years of 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 Bills pain, football. of just yeah. absolute pain. So I, I, I could not be happier, but <laughs> I, I'm not going to claim to be a member of the Mafia by any stretch of the imagination, but. I just have to say the other day to, to sit back and, and just completely as, try to assume that we are going to demolish the Patriots and just discuss the fact about how many points we'll demolish them by is quite a change of events for the Buffalo yes, Bills. Absolutely. So you're not jumping through tables. I am not jumping through tables, no. That's but uh, I live close enough to enjoy the table jumping that is is uh, the Bills Mafia. <laughs> close but, enough to enjoy it. Our, our, the, the Buffalo cigars website is buffalocigars.com. So you can check us out there and find out more information if you're ever in town and, and want to have a cigar. There you go. Uh, Buffalo cigars. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, send an email to simply stogies at gmail.com. Uh, and that's going to do it for this show. Uh, Ryan Janice from simply stogies.club. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, James. And keep up the great work. Appreciate Thank everything you. you've been doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will certainly do my best. Uh, although I think 2021 might try to beat me down even more. Uh, so join me next time, folks, where I'm not sure what I'll be talking about, but I can promise it'll be Simply Stogies. Stay smoky, friends. 
Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies.